Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd of the group. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd of the group. And I'm VM, comic book nerd. Before we get started, we're going to actually wish a, a happy birthday to Mary Elizabeth, who's a longtime listener. Back when currently nerdy was a baby mm, yes. we were very young i yeah. think you started following us on twitter so happy birthday to you mary yes happy Hope, birthday hopefully it was a good one yeah hopefully Diddly. you had lots of nerdy fun there wasn't like a big tray of fast food for you right oh god yeah. you deserve a classier dinner you than deserve that. a classier <laughs> dinner than mm. what the white house gave <laughs> yeah you know actually you know what to be honest with you when you're young yeah it doesn't matter it's free food yeah if it's yeah. like to be honest, if I was like an, if I was like an eighteen year old or, a, or eighteen, seventeen, or any of that age, the teenagers, they were there. And 20s. someone invited me to like a fancy dinner, but it was like McDonald's. I'd be okay with it, and then maybe not McDonald's because I never liked McDonald's. It was McDonald's, Wendy's, and Burger King. But I'd be okay with yeah, fast food. They ordered pizza because he said he said you know we figured these kids like pizza and burgers and stuff. So and then he blamed it on the government shutdown. Also, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Shit. I got them hamburgers. You know, yeah, it was, and then they put the sauces in these the gravy. Like, silver gravy boats, <laughs> yeah. like little dipping cups. Yeah, yeah. the The students or the the student athletes were like, by the time we got there, the food was cold. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all like, dude, he's like, we got them fries too. I'm like fries, you have to eat fries right when they come out of the yeah, fryer. Really, like really. they're they're gross by that point. Yeah, I don't get it. it <laughs> but whatever, they're from fucking Clemson, South Carolina. It's probably the best meal they've ever had in their life. That's <laughs> fucked up. up. Yeah. South Carolina has a lot of good yeah, food. How dare you? You fucking annexed it from the country already i didn't annex it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the opposite of annexing different. Oh. annexing is when you yeah. bring it in ah, okay. you know <laughs> the opposite there's oh, a lot of things about the south that we criticize but certainly not the food yeah, i don't know i've never been to south carolina i've been to south carolina what the fuck are you doing in south carolina i have no idea but i was in south yeah. carolina where that area is actually really, depending on where you go like Greenville? the palmetto bluffs that area like beautiful greenville no it's about two hours away from Asheville, from in north carolina i don't know dude man an hour and a half away from atlanta Hmm. interesting i don't know man all i know about south carolina is like they have like the confederate flag they do have the confederate flag like up there in their state but that that entire area charleston from georgia up to parts of virginia to parts of virginia is like kentucky tennessee it's all bad yeah there's a lot of confederate flags I don't know how this all got wrapped up into poor Mary Elizabeth. She, she know, that's happy birthday. Up. Yeah, happy is birthday. Is she from the South? I have no idea. I think she like she might be Texan, maybe. Mary, let us know. Yeah, let us know where we're from. Florida. I'm assuming everyone's John's from Florida. Florida. Everyone's from Florida, bro. So we knew who else was from Florida. Megan was from Florida. Was it? Yeah. We have a lot of Floridians that listen to us. Like like deep seated like prejudice against florida as a state i think our one of our bylaws involves florida being america's like dirty wang too I think. i'm almost 100 yeah. percent sure like i could have be brought up on like crimes against humanity for the shit i've said about florida florida yeah, deserves it to be fair like, though genuinely like there's a geneva convention that says yeah. ali needs to get the shit thing out. Is, though, like it's not like i mean florida gets it all the time though it's like everyone so, talks there was about that, that twitter joke that any headline that starts with Florida yeah. or a Florida man or Florida man, whatever follows doesn't make sense. Like yeah. it's like it's completely illogically. The thing irrational. is though, it's it's not it's not t- technically Florida because Florida has the sunshine state law, the sunshine laws, right? So they're literally every single criminal. Okay, so the sunshine laws basically mean that when they when something happens, uh-huh. the press has complete or the public has complete 
access to all the criminal records. Oh, so okay. anything, sometimes, anytime something happens, okay. right, they can't hide what what happens. So any website or anyone can actually access those files and they can report on it. Hmm. So Florida man, right? All this Florida stuff is a lot of times because they can actually can't hide any of their arrest records from anybody. No, yeah. I, everything you just said is a lie. It's a conspiracy. The only truth to this is that Florida's crazy. That's the only explanation we need. You know what the conspiracy is? Florida is fucking nuts. There's a from the TV Does show. Florida's the state that had a guy chew another man's face off because he was on bath salt. This is true. So in the TV show There's Atlanta, also the pl- one where the guy saved. A dog from an imaginary fire because he was high on LSD. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure that, that was Florida as well. He saved the dog. Yeah. <laughs> the house, he broke into a house to save him from a fire that didn't exist. They assumed that that only happened in Florida. It was ridiculous. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, only Florida. Yeah, Florida is a unique place. It is. Here's the thing. It's close to Bermuda Triangle. That's what it is. In the TV show mm. Atlanta, uh, Darius... Who, is from Florida? No, no, no. He, they're all from Atlanta. Right? That's why it's called Atlanta. No, I figured that. But he's convinced. <laughs> Imagine that, that. He's convinced that Florida man, right, is one person in the state he's of Florida. <laughs> he's just been committing a yeah. spree. He's like, like have you, you seen, seen the Grimm? news, man? There's always the article about the Florida man. He's like, he's like, no, they're talking about people. Nah, man, it's one dude from Florida who's, who's just assaulted someone. <laughs> I would. That'd be. I'm actually okay with that theory. Right. It's just one it guy. Would be offend- if it was one guy committing like a never-ending spree of like insane crimes that don't make sense, I'd actually like Florida more. Yeah, that would be. A- I'd be like, okay, you are you're a ho- you're home uh, to this cool yeah. guy, Florida, home uh, of Florida. But when you spread the crimes out, you yeah, just have yeah. an insane population. Yeah, kind of weird, man. They I'm least- calling kangaroo court on that verdict right there because, yeah. I mean, literally. Guys like Logan Paul make money off of doing dumb shit all the time, and you don't yeah, respect but them no, anymore. No, nothing than... he's done is like outright criminal. They're just stupid shit that rich white kids do. He got into a Twitter beef with uh, Chris D'Elia. I don't and know who that is. Chris D'Elia oh, is a comedian, comedian and oh. D'Elia just destroyed him. Like he he was like making fun of him on Twitter. Like, why are you gonna pick a fight with a fucking comedian online? Well, most people assume that they're smarter than or faster than comedians. They're no, not. He's super witty, right? He kept calling him old. Chris, which one is Chris? Chris D'Elia. He's the one with the long hair. He's like, like, I don't know. He's weird. He was on Vine for a while. Yeah, but like, he um, he kept coming back at him. Like anything he would say, he'd come back at him. Like he called him old. He's like, okay, so call me daddy then, bitch. Some old, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, he's like, this is funnier than your whole stand up. And he's like, so you've already called me daddy. You've watched my stand-up. Like, are you sure you want to keep going with this battle? Like, I want to see this. Yeah, I know. There was actually a really good interview with uh, H3H3 where Chris Mm -hmm. Dealey kind of broke it down. So not to advertise another YouTube channel. Yeah, if you ever want to look at uh, H3H3 stuff, they actually did a really interesting interview where where they kind of broke all that stuff down. Mm -hmm. Dalia. I don't know, man. Logan Paul fans are fucking nuts. They're almost like right-wingers, I want to say. Like they're what are they called the Logan Yang or some shit? Paul Gang? Logan Logan Gang, I think. Logan Gang. They're all weird, man. You can't do any fucking wrong if you're Logan Paul. You already said he's gonna go gay for a month, right? I don't don't think that's unique to to Logan Paul though. I think that's just if you're a mediocre, talentless white guy, you'll have fans. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. Pierce Morgan has his fans. It's it's a whole. Well, most people love to hate Pierce. No, Pierce Morgan has a bunch of fans online because he he, he has some fans. No no one genuinely likes. He went on a Twitter rant about vegan sausages. Like he flipped out about that for a 
For the people who accuse other people of being snowflakes, they really do melt down over dumb shit. Yeah, he flipped out over that Gillette ad. Because uh, Piers Morgan... It's, 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 we're three weeks into... 2019. 2019. We're not, are we even three weeks? It's two weeks and a half. Two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks into 2019. Yeah, and Piers Morgan has lost his shit over vegan rolls and razors. Yeah. Like he flipped out. He's lost his shit. Like, this man is on an existential crisis. But a lot of people... Have, for vegan rolls. A lot of people have been vegan flipping out. Vegan sausage rolls. No, it's just... But the, the, the Gillette ad? So many people flip Here's out. Here's the thing. It. I think that the outrage of the Gillette ad was overblown. You think so? Yeah. There's a BBC did a, there's this really great Twitter uh, thread that talks about how the BBC wrote this giant article about the Gillette ad and the backlash to it. Mm-hmm. And when you look closer, the where the BBC was citing the backlash, there were like people with two followers, five followers. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, it only really, I think the same approach when you look at like, you know, we talked about calling your senator and stuff, right? And only like 20 calls would make them completely change their mind. Mm-hmm. It's the same. I feel like it's. It could be the same situation here, where it's like you know, all they really need is like five to ten really bad tweets to make it seem like it's worse than it actually is. Yeah, you right? can also gain that stuff on Twitter pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know what the Gillette ad was or is, uh, Gillette posted an ad the other day where they were trying to like tell men that they need to stop being. Tox, like not have toxic masculinity and, and like a kind of a man up ad yeah, yeah. Like change no the culture violence, yeah no, no more bullying. violence um no more like gawking at women Those and guys stepping in and holding each other accountable. yeah right uh, you know hey it's all good it's a nice little ad you're posting gillette also uh sponsors women wearing like cat suits with gillette on their butts like in tight fucking like mm. spandex suits yeah you know so like mm. you know all right you're not really None of that caused some form of a backlash on Twitter. Yeah, obviously, because it's like more on Facebook, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, that's where all the fucking old white people are. At. Yeah, that's why. Facebook, that, the, uh, the responses on Facebook and YouTube or something else. But YouTube, I think it's the, the thumbs up and thumbs down is like totally out of there number wise. Yeah, it's just the ratio is insane. Here's the thing, man. People can't like. I don't, for, like you said, for people who call other people snowflakes and shit, you say anything that fucking, like, offends them and they go on this fucking high, like... Say happy holidays. holidays. Yeah, yeah, right? They flip out. I purposely would do that at work. <laughs> I told you that, right? Just to piss people off, I'd yeah, say... You're an asshole. Just to, if I knew they wanted to say Merry Christmas, I'd say Happy Holidays just to piss them off. Yeah. But, look... All these fucking idiots now, they're like, oh, I'm never going to buy Gillette again. Okay, yeah, we're snowflakes yet. You're fucking breaking your Keurigs, never going to Starbucks, not buying razors. Um, boycotting what, Hamilton. Yeah, what else have they boycotted? They boycotted everything. They're going to boy, they're gonna boycott Burger King because Burger King wrote, like, we're all out of hamburgers. <laughs> we only sell hamburgers. The thing about the Gillette ad, I mean, I've made my opinions very clear. Do you use Gillette for your head? I don't know what I use, to be honest with you. I use Gillette. That's I don't pay attention to the yeah. brand of my razor, do we? Yeah. Um, I've made my thoughts pretty clear, I think, over this in this podcast over several episodes of what I think about corporations oh, yeah. co-opting wokeness, mm-hmm. right? The kind of progressive agenda. Yeah. On the same note, I'll be honest, I'm not 100% against things like the Gillette ad. Yeah, I'm Mostly because if you understand the history of, of advertisement in this country, you'll know that they played a crucial role in fashioning the type of masculinity that now is purported as 
supposedly natural. Oh yeah, it's that true. kind yeah. of violent men be men is entirely a construction of the advertising world. Yeah, you're I saying JC Penny ads and shit back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a fascinating kind of shift that happened in the 80s and the 90s uh, with a particular type of masculinity. There was a sort of homoerotic component to the masculinity that that started to emerge. Oh yeah, like we want your bod, bod, bod yeah, spray. This type of very type of a particular type of body, a particular type of look. I mean, look at the Carl's Jr. ads, right? Yeah, yeah. Men, right? Mm-hmm. Meat, grilling, women, that type of thing was very... It's true. It's all very much a product of advertisement. Masculinity has never meant one thing perpetually through history. In fact, the kind of early history of a, a, a colonial America views masculinity in very different ways. It's a bit more genteel. It's restrained. And it's all deeply about... Define genteel. Uh, genteel, like a aristocratic, a, okay. a good-mannered. And was about writing love poetry to your friends, your your guy friends. Mm. I mean, if you read some of the stuff the Civil War um, soldiers were writing to one another, you would think they were writing to their wives back home. No, they're writing to each other. Hmm. You know, I miss your embrace and stuff like that. That was considered very masculine. There was nothing mm. unmasculine about it. And it's really the kind of shift that happens in the 20th century. You see this kind of transformation with the rise of marketing and advertisement that both sells at the same time the beaver cleaver image the nuclear family is a fabrication of advertisement mm-hmm. the white picket fence with the dad and the mom and the kid, porch. that whole thing is made up porch thing this is not a no that family never existed in colonial america. most of the families in colonial america were extended you generally had a grandparent that also lived with you a couple aunts and uncles and maybe that's some true cousins. you buried him in the backyard just, there was the idea of like the nuclear that's an entirely we take it for granted as if it's the natural order of things oh it's a fucking made up by sears you know yeah. Like, yeah, yeah yeah that's the that's the fact and the same thing with masculinity so to some extent i'm okay with companies and whatnot like gillette in some ways, trying to remediate or, or fix the situation they've caused. Fair mm-hmm. enough. But at the same time, I'm okay with it with a little bit of pushback going, you're just, you're, you're co-opting. Yeah. You're not actually making any real changes. Because, I mean, can you really, I mean, can you really make the argument that if Gillette could get away with, with, with what they would be advertising, say, in the mid-90s now... That they wouldn't just keep doing that already. Yeah, like, of course. I mean, they they might sell. claim that they they've evolved on the situation, but yeah. I think it's just the marketing. So like, it's really like you know, remember when we were growing up, uh, probably like early high school, late middle school, Axe, yeah, body spray, right? Yeah. All the women, mm-hmm. right? All out of their shit. Um, and even like Skechers had a weird. There was an ad of Skechers. I remember um, uh, my teacher in my American Studies class in, in the university. Mm-hmm. She like talked about some ads and. It was a, it was an ad, a Skechers ad where it was the guy and he was wearing like a safari outfit and there's a girl who's kind of dressed up like a like an animal mm-hmm. and it was like him kind of you know doing this like safari hunt mm-hmm. type thing and like how gendered and how like you know just kind of like that double standard and how gendered ad ad advertisement was mm-hmm. in magazines and stuff like that like you know and I I really think that I I absolutely love the fact that I appreciate the fact that Gillette put on an ad like that right. Yeah. For the same reason you are, but at the same time, you know, like I mean, Nike. We had we had the Nike episode. We talked about the Kaepernick thing with Nike, yeah, right, and and kind of how our, you know, we're a little suspicious of it because, like you said, they're kind of co-opting progressive, progressive things in the sake of advertisement and marketing, and yeah. you know, it's not really them who is changing. It's more so it's they say they see a market that they can capitalize on, 
and then they jump to it. The problem is that when we see advertisements like this, they are an indication of some type of cultural shift that might be going on. Right? And sometimes they're a reflection of a cultural shift. But the question is, they don't actually indicate structural changes, right? So here's mm-hmm. the question. Is Gillette paying women the same thing that they're paying men? Mm-hmm. That's going to matter more than any yeah. ad that they put out, to be honest with you, right? True. It's true. Um, are they, do they have a, a board that is equal gender-wise, right? These are the type of questions that, that I always ask with these ads. Like, great, maybe you're reflecting a kind of shift in cultural attitudes. But what else are you doing? What, yeah. Like actual changes. And part of these, this type of advertisement, I think part of the problem of these advertisements is that people can look at that and go, oh, change is happening. Mm-hmm. And then not actually work for real structural changes. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's, that's kind of your, we talked about this before too, where it was kind of your, it's your, your kind of your issue with activism now. Where it's like you press like, and then that's all you kind of do. You feel like you've oh. done something, but you like activism. I mean, I've, I, t- I tell my students this. I teach the history of the Middle East, and mm-hmm. one of the kind of real-life factors is that they literally grew up in a constant state of war. Same with me. I mean, I'm a millennial. My entire adult life is a constant state of war, right? Yeah. The war on terror is the backdrop of our lives. But we simply take it for granted that that's just the way things are. That's not how it used to be. Yeah, that's true. not how it has to be. But we assume. I mean, how often do we think about Afghanistan or Iraq? We don't. Yeah. Right? It's just, oh, if it shows up in the news, it shows up in the news. And part of that's because there's no real sustained anti-war effort. Well, it's almost been 20 years Vietnam since we've been at war. war had a sustained anti-war effort. Korean War had a sustained anti-war effort. The Gulf War had a sustained anti-war effort. Here we are, almost 20 years out. Where is the anti-war effort in the United States? It doesn't exist because of a particular type of uh, understanding of how the world works. I blame If it shows up on Twitter, it's real. If it doesn't, then it's not. If we click like, we've done what we've got to do. Yeah. We've made the changes. Oh, great. We put up a, a woman with a hijab as our hope poster, and we're all going to march on Washington, right, yeah. for one day. Mm. But has that tackled anti-Muslim bigotry? Has it tackled the fact that the war on terror concept is still the backdrop of a lot of our movies, TV shows, stories that we tell about ourselves and others? Oh, we accept Muslims just as much as we, you know, we're a tolerant society. Well... Are you? Yeah. Are you because you put up a woman with a hijab on your poster? It's true. It's all a, it's all a lip service, it feels yeah, like. It's, it's more so of that than it is anything else. kind of changes. You know what's funny, though, about this thing? Uh, is the Gillette commercial, people like. There's a Coca-Cola commercial that, like, Coke tried to do this shit before everyone, right? Where, like, share a Coke together. Uh, Coke, well, I mean, or America the Beautiful, that's the one they did, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That worked for them. Pepsi's not so much. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah. That was too on the nose. Pepsi was the only one that failed. <laughs> like, Pepsi was, failed because it was too yeah. on the nose, and they used a, a very highly Gen- yeah. Kendall Pepsi, Jenner. Okay, so like the thing about the Pepsi ad though is that people mm-hmm. they they had a lot of disapproval, but they still reported uh, uh, the standard like the the projected organic three percent growth that year well no one was already... gonna no one boycotted exactly pepsi, right we boycotted pepsi but for saudi arabia no, no one really boycotted pepsi yeah. the point being that the reason the backlash to the ad happened is that it seemed insincere right we have this weird obsession with authenticity in america right mm-hmm. we assume certain things are more authentic than others as if they're not all the same corporate 
machinations. I mean, this Gillette ad, as sincere as the same ad company, it's the same same group of people. It's like, you know what? This looks like it's going to be a good idea. It's a manufactured, made up, but like, if it feels authentic to us, just don't put a generator in your We're like, oh, yeah, we're all for it. But it feels inauthentic. We have a, our understanding of authenticity has been so badly warped by social media and and viral marketing and and, and Twitter and Instagram that we literally wouldn't know real if it kicked us in the ass. Look, I'm telling you this, all right? Guaranteed, dis fact. I could tell you this. There we go. This is gonna be a good one. Oh, if there was any other actress other than Kendall Jenner in that Pepsi commercial, it probably. probably would have been. Yeah. Well. I think if a, a couple other things changed, but they could have easily made that ad work. Yeah. If they no, I think all work. you needed was to change Kendall Jenner to somebody else. Put it, put some no-name actress there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. From like some random modeling agency. And it's a smash. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if it would be a smash, but yeah, I think they could have pulled it off. I think they could have pulled it off. I'm telling you. But this is this is, this is just the reality of the kind of way that media now intersects with culture. It manufactures culture. And so long as it does, mm-hmm. I think any real changes are going to be, or any kind of changes that we see are superficial. And that's a problem. I have a big issue with this. It may be just because I'm an old fogey in some regards when it comes uh, to me. An old what? But an old fogey. <laughs> Even that little <laughs> yeah, phrase. Yeah. Right? Even old fogey. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I, like, to me, I think our understandings of change, progress, activism have been badly, badly, badly warped. Yeah, you know? that's the society we live I in mean, now, though. Gillette's putting out ads to, to do what? What's the end goal of Gillette's ads? To, to, sell, sell, to razors. sell fucking razors. Yeah. yeah, they're not here to make systemic change. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, they, they, but why put out that ad then? Yeah. Why yeah. put out that ad to sell razors? They could have gone with, with, look at this razor. It cuts hair really well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, but they went with, a, like, men, we've got to do better. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they talk about this, too. It's like with the, uh, you know, companies are trying to adjust to different to to basically the change in the markets. Uh Subscription services have changed things, right? Harry's, all that other stuff created a market that that made it that made competition a lot harder. Dollar Shave Club and shit. So all that shit has made it harder. And Mm -hmm. then Gillette, basically, what I'm assuming they did was they went, okay, how do we differentiate ourselves from every other razor company now that there's this much competition or more the more so than before? Mm-hmm. Harry's hasn't done a, you know, hasn't really done a, oh, well, men need to stop being so toxic thing, right? I mean, no other razor company has done that, I would imagine. I don't know any other razor company besides Gillette. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. But they've certainly like, done yeah. the whole, like, ironic male thing. Old yeah. Spice being an example of the kind of ironic, look at your man, look at your look at me, mm-hmm. right? Like, that, that yeah. is kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Same with, there's plenty of Dollar Shave Club, right? It kind of does the same tongue-in-cheek men right Right. so i mean advertisement is always playing up to stereotypes to genders to notions of authenticity why do we find things like the old spice commercial funny right because we we think terry cruz because we well besides terry (laughs) cruz the the other guy's not terry cruz Uh, mustafa something mustafa something yeah who's also actually a genuinely good actor yeah isn't like a bunch of shows is actually good yeah yeah so you know, why do we find those those kind of ads? Because, oh, they're a little bit more authentic, right? right? They're not playing to to the stereotypes or they're not paying to to be, uh, you know, manufactured. They're, they're genuinely funny. They're quirky. They're whatnot. Yeah. That's a warped sense of understanding of what's real and what's not real. Mm-hmm. This is the reality TV generation, man. Yeah, it's the rise of Trump. 
I didn't say that. You said yeah. that. I'm just no, saying. I have evidence that there's correlation between Old Spice commercials and the rise I'm of I'm just saying Trump. that there is a very strong indication that our understanding of the world out there mm-hmm. is mediated now through a warped sense of, of reality. I can see And that. so long as it remains mediated through that, mm-hmm. we're not going to have real attempts at change. We're not going to have real attempts at equality. I mean, part of the issue with, with gender equality that it, right, you know, that we're currently facing is that it remains at the superficial level. What are we aiming for? We want a female president. We want female congressmen. That's great. That, don't get me wrong. That's not a bad goal. That's a good goal to have. But that's literally the first step. If you're still talking about the first of something in 2019, you haven't progressed. It's true. You haven't made any real change. If you're still mm. talking, she's going to be the first this and she's going to be the first that, yeah. you haven't made big strides towards equality. And that's not to take away from the people who do turn out to be first. Credit to them for breaking the glass ceiling, for breaking down barriers. barriers. Yeah. Good for them. I'm talking about as, as a society. And that's where I'm, I'm, ta- I'm saying the shit that we're seeing superficial fucking changes it's true Gillette, great yeah. all the guys are like yeah i'm anti-bullying now yeah the right? best a man can great get. i'm anti-bullying now we're also going to pay women 70 cents of the dollar yeah <laughs> it's like okay you'd yeah, be surprised so. at how much the anti-bullying ends up just being a man posturing about how much tougher he is than the bully is just, you know, you know like, it's, I mean, it's a load of bullshit is what it is like, it's a don't be a dick ad is what it is back yeah. in my day we took bullying and just became stronger because of it you didn't become strong, you became whinier. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Bullying didn't toughen you out. It did. I've learned to accept the punches. I'm bullied by you every week. I don't bully you. Oh, it's, there's fucking I evidence. Built, I built character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you piece of shit. That's exactly what I said. See, I've learned from my from my bullying and my tormentors. But you talk, you're talking about viral marketing, too, and I think that's actually a good kind of place to start with because, you know, Bird Box just came out around Christmas time, and there's a whole conspiracy connected with it. Uh, it's a Netflix movie, Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a carbon copy of... Uh, it's kind of almost Quiet like... Quiet Place. Quiet Place, because it's like... Uh, it requires... like the Basically, the monster... It's a monster that causes you to see your worst fear, and you kill yourself if you see it. So it's them running around well, it's, with a blindfold. The original monster isn't that it makes you see your worst fear. The original monster is just so horrific yeah. that you kill yourself it's it's very cthulhu-esque yeah it breaks their understanding of reality or breaks your understanding. so that actually has nothing to do with fear in its original bird the yeah. actual bird box so actually story. seeing it cause you to want to kill yourself like a lee when he grows his hair out mm. um, <laughs> wow bro i'm only kidding this motherfucker's gonna down. murder you in real life bro it's all right i deserve it yeah did you hear what he said i didn't hear what he said i stopped listening to what he said oh wait till you replay this <laughs> was it bad yeah bro. No, it wasn't that bad yeah it was pretty bad it was bad okay it was <laughs> the, the guppy's growing his spine <laughs> if your car gets in an accident on the way home don't blame me <laughs> it's a, putting it out there if they if they find the body if they find the body blame Diz right no what would I do I have nothing to do with this I am not gonna kill you you know what's really funny about that actually I ha- I le- I left a note in my car three years ago uh-huh. that says Diz did it and I leave it in the dashboard you son of a just bitch in case. <laughs> yeah, like, I have that that is alright let's go on continue continue what was this about Bird Box so uh, he was right by the way <laughs> What's going on with uh, what's crazy about this is that there's a Twitter we don't mention very much 
right? No, when, it comes to, <laughs> when, when it comes to marketing, we didn't talk about Twitter a lot with Gillette, right? Oh, yeah. But the thing is, like, Twitter played a huge role in this situation with Bird Box because a lot of people, right, there was a conspiracy that kind of came out that Netflix mm-hmm. basically paid a bunch of money to create Twitter bots or Twitter accounts in order to kind of push the online market with memes about Bird Box. Oh, shit. Right? So... The bird box, the whole bird box controversy is that someone kind of made the assumption that Netflix paid all this money in order for people to essentially create a marketing plan that was organic or, you know, that that has kind of that meme quality to it where it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh And then people were talking about how they they saw a lot more bird box memes than they expected because the movie itself is kind of mediocre. Is it? A lot of people told me they liked it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I've heard nothing but rave reviews about it. Yeah, I've heard Bird good Bars. things about it. So if you look at so like if you look at any of the reviewer sites or even Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, they kind of give it an okay rating. I've never right? trusted reviewers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it cuz I'll tell you one movie that everyone thought was like kind of a, a horrible shit movie and I went it's actually not that bad. Priest. Priest. Priest yeah. is okay. It was a right movie. Yeah. I, I mean it was great. Same with Bright. Have you seen the movie Bright? No, yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, the yeah. reviewers like, oh, it's shit. I'm like, oh, it's all right. It's not that bad a movie. Yeah, I don't know, man. They, lot of, anyways, who cares? So, Bird Box is a matter of opinion. So what's crazy about this is that, you know, there the Bird Box challenge became a thing. Challenges are a huge thing in That's our so modern stupid. in so, our modern society, right? There's a, you know, you we, blindfold you know, yourself. We I know, the, I know. Uh, we had the, uh, you know, what is it, the... The Running Man Challenge. That was fun. That all, all that stuff, or what is it? The uh, whatever challenges are, right? Yeah. The Salt Challenge, or the thing where you light yourself on fire, eat cinnamon. Wait, There's the you... Chris Christie Challenge, where you eat twelve chalupas and block a bridge, mm. right? There's tons of these different fucking challenges on the internet. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Right? The, the Bird Box Challenge is uh, essentially what people were doing was they would try to do mundane things with the blindfold on, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what people didn't realize is that this was by design from Netflix. What the Netflix team did was... Is it was, a rumor or is it confirmed, no, confirmed. that Netflix It is was confirmed. Netflix, it. so it was confirmed by, by Twitch streamers, okay. by people who got who said that they would, or that they that they basically got a kit from Netflix. It was like four big streamers who would try to play a stage or something on their Twitch stream on a game that they're, that they're known for yeah. with like a blindfold on and with someone with, I don't know, walkie-talkie trying to lead them through it, mm-hmm. right? Those Twitch streamers essentially kind of um, created this 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 bird box challenge where other Twitch streamers kind of jumped in on it because they liked it, and then it kind of grew from there. I mean, this is right? unique to to bird box, though. I mean, this is this type of marketing, particularly in the, the social media age, is common. Yeah, you hire a bunch of YouTube personalities or whatnot, and even you don't even have to hire them. You give them free merchandise. Yeah, and then they use that merchandise in a challenge or in something or another. I mean, back when Crave was just starting out. The cereal, uh-huh. the Crave Challenge was like everywhere on YouTube. Oh, uh, where they like just eat a whole bunch of cereal or shit. I don't even remember what the Crave Challenge was, but they did a bunch of these Crave obstacle courses and whatnot. And no one knew that it was paid by Crave. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until recently that they actually changed the rules of YouTube to be more clear about what is a sponsored ad and what isn't. Uh-huh. But even beyond social media, I mean, the kind of viral marketing subliminal marketing has always been a thing and the life of was walter Mitty or whatever mm-hmm. yeah was panned not because the story was bad the story is actually fine because of how over the top its marketing was 
the entire movie could be seen as just a series of ads for eHarmony and Cinnabon and Subway. National Geographic. Right? I think it was Subway. No, not Subway. Papa John's. Right? So it's like literally all it was was just a series of... And you see it in... in Transformers is fucking notorious for that shit. Marvel is a little bit more subtle, but Audi is huge. Yeah, it was Acura in the the first five years that changed. So it's like, depending on how well they do it, it can be subtle or it can be really over the top. But that's a common thing that they've been doing. Now we just see, however, is that they're leveraging these so-called influencers to do shit like that, right? And then the most obvious case of it is what? Fit tea, right? Everyone's fucking selling fit tea on... On Instagram, every fucking Instagram model mm. sells fifty. Jamila Jamil or whatever her name was actually joked about this, made fun of the Kardashians for selling it. I mean, the Kardashians all have their weight and their looks because of a fucking team of specialists and dietitians yeah. and chefs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But they all claim it was fifty, right? Like a T-shirt. And the fit, no, fit tea. Oh, a drink. Tea, tea. 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 Oh. This is a diuretic that like, oh. it like really fucks you up too. You're not supposed to be drinking that stuff very often. Oh, it's usually made from senna, and senna is, uh, is pretty bad for the bowels if you drink too much of it interesting uh anyways the, po- the point being that there's this kind of shift now in which they try to leverage social media influencers who then create viral marketing on their behalf mm-hmm. now a bunch of movies have done it bird box is definitely not the first of them no they do it on tv shows too like um the the american vandal season two right so i saw like i was on facebook and i had already seen the trailer on netflix because i watched american vandal season one last year um or in 2017 and then the season two trailer is like oh we need to find out who fucking put like laxatives in the school lemonade that's causing everyone to shit themselves yeah one of the things they did was they they made it seem like it was somebody recording it from their cell phone People on Facebook were legitimately sharing it. Like, this is so fucked this up. This is real. Yeah. Who did this at their high school? Blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. damn. Like, did you guys see this video from that high school? And I'm like, I, I, it was like other people that posted. And I'm like, you guys do know this is from American Vandal season two, right? This isn't real. This is fake. Carrie did that. Remember the prank in a coffee shop? Or oh, yeah. That's right. Girl has oh, telekinetic the, the, powers. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's losing their shit over it. Right? Yeah, that oh was kind of funny. They're pranking yeah. one person. Mm. Well, everyone else was in on it. You know what's? You know, they were pranking yeah. everyone in that. In that carry, everybody was being pranked. I thought a whole bunch of people were in on it. Mm, I mean, people were in on yeah, it, but yeah. everyone in the coffee shop was freaking out. You know, this isn't actually. I mean, this isn't new for the industry, though. I mean, when Blair Witch Project came out, right? Like there was a whole there was a, a documentary. That they had that they'd released in uh, on the Sci-Fi Channel, mm-hmm. where they're talk where they basically were talking about how the footage was all this and that, and you know obviously the internet wasn't nearly as uh, wasn't popular. nearly as popular back then, so you know it was a lot harder for that information to be vetted properly. Yeah, right. But Blair Witch did a huge viral marketing campaign with yeah. that documentary. Mm-hmm. Right. We even see it. So Fire Fraud just came out on Hulu where they documented the Fire Festival thing. Right. Oh yeah. And you know there a lot of it got connected with uh, you know you know what fuck jerry the the yeah you know, the company like they're jerry media is in charge of making memes right and essentially uh-huh. they're like a meme factory yeah and they're 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 like a viral marketing institution yeah i follow them on instagram this is right? the thing you got the generation that's talking about eat the rich is yeah. also the generation that perpetuates the kind of worst advertisement of capitalism like right? because it's viral because it's meme worthy yeah you all participated in it without even critically thinking about it 
I mean, how many people did that stupid bird box challenge? A lot, man. Some fucking chick crashed her car doing that shit. Oh my god, did you really? Yeah. It's like, it's one thing if you're gonna blindfold yourself and eat a fucking pizza or a donut or some shit. Don't fucking blindfold yourself. There's a whole conversation to be had about the phenomenon of failing into fame and success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That social media. I mean, there's always been an example of like epic losers becoming famous in their own right as epic losers. Mm -hmm. But it's another thing with like Social media. Well, fail videos get almost just as much. Yeah, fail videos. I mean, the virality, you know, the kind of the viral marketing behind fail videos. Fail videos also have an ethical component to them. They don't record. They don't ask the consent of the people. Yeah, that's true. Or in the videos. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes I guess sometimes, or some of the idiots put it up themselves. Yeah, some people do. Look at me! I fucking try to do a kickflip and I fucking crack my balls. Yeah, what the hell? I don't. I don't get people, man. People are fucking weird. I feel like you're gonna make a virus video. Because you're Dr. Mantis Toboggan. What is Mantis Toboggan? Mantis Toboggan's from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's Danny DeVito's character. They're trying to make a viral video, and he didn't understand what it meant. He kept thinking they meant virus video. <laughs> so, like, he was like, say that you caught the bug. <laughs> they're like, I caught the bug. I'm infected. I got infected at Patty's Pub. He's like, I'm Dr. Mantis Toboggan, and this video is going to give you a virus. <laughs> if I could... Come up with a virus. I would. What? The only thing stopping... I mean, I'd totally have a virus that wipes out Twitter, Instagram, or whatnot. Just like the, the websites? Just completely eliminates all of it. But the only thing stopping me is the technological know-how. But I feel like you're on Twitter all the time. I may be on Twitter. That doesn't mean I know how, to, how Twitter works. No, no, no. I don't care about knowing how it works. Why would you want to wipe Twitter if you're on it? I'd be okay with... I would live if Twitter died tomorrow. Okay. I had no issue with, with, like, I'm not addicted to Twitter. I don't need Twitter. They'll just make another one. I'll fucking virus the shit out of that, too. <laughs> Why do you want to virus these social media? These things, are, they're devastating to our society, and we don't even realize it. I, if I could... Twitter started the Arab Spring. I've, and look where that went. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking nowhere. <laughs> Asshole. I mean... Well, you were trying to use that to argue your point. <laughs> yeah, it, it started a revolution. <laughs> look, look, I'm Take just... Revolution I'm, take time, the only thing that is stopping me from destroying Twitter is the fact that I don't know... How to create an app. I wouldn't even know where to fucking start to create a virus. But what I will do is pay $5 at one of those websites. Fiverr. Fiverr. And have one of them fucking nerds come up with something. Hey, man. I don't like the way you use nerds. (laughs) Fucking losers. Hey, man. Dweebs. Our fucking podcast is directed towards these people. It is. And you're over here. Nerds. Dweebs. Losers. Here's $5, dweeb. Come up with a a virus that wipes out Instagram. Listen, bro, you're rich enough to afford more than $5 for a fucking Five, virus. $10. <laughs> two, two dweebs. Does that get me two dweebs? $10? The views... Yeah, I can't thoughts. imagine why Disney's your bully. Yeah. $10 for two dweebs. The thoughts and views of Ali Alumni are as you his can tell, and his I have, alone. I, have a, I put a lot of value in stock in people who create apps. Yeah, because you're paying them 5 to $10. They are... They are the bread and butter of this society. Salt of the earth. <laughs> App makers. What the hell's wrong with you? Fucking worthless. Why? What did <laughs> worthless they say? They ever... in, in terms of like if, if the apocalypse happened tomorrow. Uh-huh. Tomorrow, the world has come to the, uh, to the end. Okay. And you had to quickly do the sort of calculus needed to determine what skills will help us survive. App making ain't on the top of that list. They're on the bottom. 
They go beneath the people you don't want procreating. What? Why? App makers. App makers. You know how, how what do they do? What do they do? They sit at home in their basements and they come with come up with stupid shit on your phone. You Colorful know? shit that you click and then it does other shit. It's made it so much easier for me to order pizza now. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've created DoorDash. They're the greatest thing that's happened since, yeah. you know, they invented penicillin. Yeah. Literally, bro. I don't have to deal with my... I have social anxiety. This is what I'm talking about. Our standards are lowered. And it's all because of those fucking ab makers. Look, man. The dweeb ab makers. App makers are the best thing since calling in for delivery. Apps are better than calling delivery places. I, remember, I was fine with the website. Yeah, but the app that was the end. We should have stopped at the website. When we got websites to order stuff in, that was the extent of technology. It should never have gone any further. The second it stepped over that line, it's on. That's just, an app is just a website nope, on your phone. Nope, nope. Basically. Nope. What's the difference? And I don't know, but it's an app. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you if you paid me what the difference is, but there's a difference. You know, like the app, too far. <laughs> you it went too far. It's just a shortcut. It's too far. You're just too far. It's laziness, is what it is. <laughs> I should, you should be. Anyone who's too lazy to type in www.dominos.com shouldn't live on this planet. No one goes www. What's wrong with you? I type in www everything I type. But you don't need to anymore. So it's it's laziness. I'm fucking surrounded with this is why this do you even know what www stands for? World Wide Web. This is why this podcast won't go anywhere. You got one person who's typing www and two fucking lazy pieces of shit that decided www is no longer necessary. And the rest of the world did too. And you you know what V? You can strive for mediocrity as much as you want. If you want to put yourself in the basket of Deplorables. I encourage you to do. I encourage you to do so. You fit right in with that mediocrity. V, v, I could tell you there's a direct correlation between not using WWW and the rise of Donald Trump. That's next, isn't it? I never said that there was a direct correlation between WWW or not using it and the rise of Donald Trump. I'm just saying that there is a correlation between stupid people and whether they use WWW or not use WWW. And take a poll. Ask how many people still use WWW. That's not going to help your case. There's a lot of stupid people on this planet. Listen, There's a lot of stupid people I on this planet. I guarantee you, the median age of people who still type WWW is between 75 this, and 90. I'm going to tell you that the median age of people that still Google Facebook.com <laughs> is between that age. I'm okay with that. Like, you ageist piece of shit. I'm okay with that. I'm pointing out that if your claim is that the vast majority people don't use <laughs> www that doesn't mean anything the vast majority of people are fucking dumbass get with the times bro i'm not gonna get with the times. i'm gonna i'm gonna put www <laughs> until they take that www key away from me that's a waste of like three seconds of your time no, it's, it's not even three seconds. Well, it takes three seconds. One, two, three. <laughs> that's, 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 how, that's how seconds work. You need time to sound out the letters. It's two seconds. You're literally proving my point. You know, that is true because Ali, you know, Ali doesn't like technology. So he actually doesn't text. He faxes people messages. But it's usually, you know, like maybe three cents. I only text people that are important. You text us all the time. I don't text you guys very often. Yeah, you do. text you guys probably on my list of people that I text. You guys are maybe once a week. No, bro, you text us once a day. I don't text you guys once a day. Man, it depends on the conversation we're having. Definitely not. I talk to you at least once a day. I don't talk to you once a day. That's bullshit. I know I don't talk to you once a day because my IQ hasn't dropped. I talk to you once a day. (laughs) I have proof of it, too. I don't talk to you once a day. I have proof of it. Did you talk to me today? 
<laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back to last week. How many times did we talk last week? I don't Probably know. twice. I don't know. It's bullshit. That's true. That's not. We're in group chats together. Just because we're in group... Oh, that, that's, that's bullshit. Just because wow. you're, you're talking into the group chat doesn't mean I'm talking back in the group chat. You respond. No, yes. I don't respond to the group chat. You do. I don't. Very rarely. I don't like group chats in general. You're in the group chat. It's an bro. unnecessary addition. Is there, is there a correlation between group chats and the no, fucking rise of Donald Trump? wrong with the group chats inherently. They're just annoying. That's because you don't like getting messages. I don't like getting messages. Well, I mean, I like getting messages for some people. I just don't like getting group messages about stupid shit. Like, where's the location of things? Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less about that conversation. I don't know why I was involved in that conversation. I don't know why you dragged me into that conversation. I don't know why I had to be subjected to your dumbass conversations all the time. That's my only issue with group chats. I have to be subjected to your dumbass conversations with other people. I didn't ask to be a spectator. Why am I a spectator in these group conversations? Leave the group. I don't know how to leave the group. <laughs> That's the problem. This is why I'm so angry. Because yeah. I don't know how to leave the fucking group. If I click delete, it just comes back the next time you text. You're welcome. A piece of fucking We're shit. involving you. We're you making you fucking social. Fucking piece of shit. Become social. I'm, I'm social perfectly fine. I don't know. I don't know. I think you have it. Like, I, just, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to argue with that. Us being too social is kind of why we're where we're at. We're now. Shut up, you know, like, Don't take his side. No, He's I'm not taking you. his side. I mean, the fact is, it's like... People talk too fucking much over the internet, and sh- bad shit happens when that happens. I don't think we yeah. we need to be talking to each other the level that we're talking. You about. know why I like apps? Tinder. Tinder is an app. How's that been working out for you? Your long, six-year-long relationship. Is that going well? I don't need relationships. I'm just putting out. Tinder's Tinder is not meant for relationships. You were like the, the peak relationship, right? How, when was the yeah. last time you had a real relationship, Diz? Who cares How old it? were you? How old were you, Diz? I don't know. How old were you? 22? <laughs> How old are you now? 29? Okay. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Diz. You proved my point. Why? Tinder, Tinder is a relationship app. Is sure. It? Just because dumbasses used to hook up all the time, that proves my point. These things are ruining <laughs> the good stuff in life. They're being ruined. How are they getting ruined? <laughs> when was this? Uh, are we having deja vu? When was the last time you had a relationship? Who cares? Who needs relationships? Because of Tinder, you haven't had a decent relationship in how many years? That's not true. That's true. That is not true. Okay, what's the fault? What's, what's that's at fault besides your bo? I don't. I smell <laughs> wonderful. Thank you very much. What, what, why do you? Why haven't you had a relationship? Why aren't you having children? Jim? Because I'm five. Why aren't two? you having children? No one wants to date short people. <laughs> it's heightism. Come on. That's what it is. They can't see how short you are. I know. <laughs> they can't in real life. That's why. That's why, really Come on. That's why Tinder works Come for me. On. It's a one-time thing. <laughs> Once they see you, then that's it. That's done. Like, ah, this guy was short. Fuck it. So Tinder has ruined the standards, is what you're saying. Basically. Because you had a relationship before Tinder. I did. Mm-hmm. That's because I, I don't know. What, you lied to her? You wore heels? Yes. <laughs> platform shoes. You wore platform shoes. <laughs> Your entire relationship with bell bottoms. You could never tell. Exactly. But the one time you guys hooked up, that was it. Yep, that was it. <laughs> that was it. She realized it was five foot two. Was... Plenty of women date short. They're short women. Yeah, they like tall guys. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> this went in a direction I didn't expect. It went from a rant it's from technology. Perfectly reasonable rant, man. I just say. It's somewhere very depressing. Part of me feels genuinely sorry for you. Part of me that wishes that I didn't expose you so publicly. <laughs> hey, man. Stop talking about my relationship status. When was the last time he was in a relationship? He's never been in a relationship, but that's just me. How come it's wrong for me to not be in one in a few years? Because you actually want to be married. No one knows what he wants. 
See, what do you want? I want to kill the world. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that took a d- different direction. Than <laughs> I'd expect an answer from him. I I would expect I want to kill myself from you, not the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. I mean, we're all evolving. <laughs> Don't look at me like this. <laughs> That's true. We're all growing as people. This guy's fucking glaring at me like, uh, did you say I wanted to kill myself? I'm only killing when I kill the world. Calm down. Just, Jesus. Just me? I actually appreciate you bringing up the whole uh, Tinder thing, right? Because we talked about kind of the kind of the, the gender differences in Tinder, yeah. right? The mm-hmm. woman's experience versus the man's experience of Tinder are two completely different experiences. Right. Yes. Right? We, can I, do, we can do 10 episodes about that. I don't get mm-hmm. showered with dick pics. Now, what I actually wanted to approach, actually, so there was a, so you guys are familiar with Overwatch, naturally, right? Yeah. So, amazing game by Blizzard, one that I love to play. Um, you know, there's a controversy that just kind of happened uh, a couple weeks ago mm. uh, with a competitive Overwatch player, right? Now, this is kind of interesting because uh, we haven't really gone into this a whole lot yet, but so um, esports is becoming mm. huge now. Right, you make you know the professional esports. Some guys can make you know six figures yearly. There's yeah. guys who are making millions of dollars off yeah, of esports. Yeah. Right, it's become a whole thing, just like regular sports. Another now, there's a whole why this society needs to be yeah. wiped out. There's a whole minor yeah. league for professional Overwatch league. It's yeah. called the Overwatch Contenders, which is basically like a feeder system. Yeah. Right, the idea being that there's a bunch of smaller regional competitive teams that eventually, hopefully, that some of them will get to that big. Will get mm-hmm. recruited by like an Overwatch League team, mm-hmm. and eventually they get to you know play professionally. Uh, now, what's going on with that, which is crazy, is that a, a player came out named Ellie, yeah. right? Who uh, who was ranked in North in North America, ranked number four, mm. right? An Overwatch and com- the Overwatch competitive leagues. And the thing is, though, what was in the minor league or the uh, huh? In the minor league system? Yeah, it's so like the competitive. So in the com- Overwatch com- competitive, the North American competitive league. Okay, right. She's ranked number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's crazy about that is that she would have been the first. Uh, North American woman, if she ended up in Overwatch League, to, mm. you'd be the first North American woman to achieve yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now, she eventually got uh, recruited by a, a team called Second Wind. Yeah. Right. Now, what happened with that is, uh, as she as, as she got recruited and as people started to kind of see her play and see her ranks, people began to get suspicious as to whether or not Ellie, or like what Ellie's identity, because. You know, her justification was she wanted to remain anonymous, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of her stuff, like she didn't really talk or she didn't really have a lot of information about herself. Her social media accounts came out, you know, like just recently. So it wasn't like she had a long-standing social media account. She didn't have any relationships with a lot of people that were in the Overwatch League, right? Mm-hmm. But her team, Second Win, went, we've played with her. We've talked with her over Discord, right? And yeah. they confirmed that she was a woman, but they didn't really do any type of like background check mm-hmm. i mean if someone says they're a woman you just kind of take them at face value no pretty much right and in yeah. this situation you know uh, especially with the regional teams like you're not getting paid mm. right they're not providing you with housing so there's really mm. no need to and then it's there's people from all over the united states that are kind of playing you know yeah. uh, you know remotely so this whole thing kind of a whole controversy kind of came out of this where people were questioning the identity of this ellie girl yeah right to the point where you know, she would screenshot things on her social media. Like, people were threatening doxing, right, to find out her identity. Mm. A guy, One of the higher-level Overwatch players got banned from Overwatch for, mm. for mentioning that in Discord. There were people that were, you know, that were threatening or, you know, even were just kind of being horrible about it and using kind of gendered language to threaten her online, mm-hmm. right? Now, what's crazy about this is that, you know, uh, on a live stream, another... another uh, Overwatch streamer confirmed that Ellie was in fact a man, 
right? And then at this point now... So her team lied? Her team didn't lie because her team didn't know. Her team just didn't know. So the way that it worked is... So there's a player named Punisher, right? Who, obviously, an amazing player. Uh, What he did to kind of fool everyone was that he would play the game and then he would have one of his other... Like a girlfriend or someone talk over Discord on the mic. Why did he do this? What was the purpose? So his justification, he hasn't really come up with anything other than the fact that it was a social experiment. Which is kind of bullshit. Right? Uh, why right? do like, people do that? They they do all sorts of crazy shit, and then they say social experiment. How does that answer anything? Social experiment? Yeah. What? We're not fucking lab rats. Yeah, and truth is, <laughs> you know, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion too, this kind of set back gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, especially professional gaming. You know, at least a couple of years because there's already a huge issue with toxic masculinity within the gaming world. Talk about first you of know, all, like proving every stereotype of how. As much asshole gamers really are. Yeah. Here is a person who happens to not be a woman, but still ended up getting doxxed because people thought she or was a woman. Yeah, threatened, threatened to get doxxed yeah. because people thought she was a woman and yeah. she wasn't given out enough information. What the hell? Right. So like, and it's already kind of like the suspicion was annoying for me because it's a thing where yeah, okay. I think a lot of people also kind of put up the argument that if she was in fact a woman, that because she was like one of the few women who you know, could qualify uh-huh. for this level of gaming that somehow there's She's something cheating. suspect about her. Uh-huh. We had this issue with uh, with the girl who was part of the Shanghai team in Overwatch League named Gaguri. Mm-hmm. We talked about her before. Yeah. Yeah. Where she got accused by two professional players that she was cheating, mm-hmm. right? Now, she had to literally, there had to be video of her correlated with her gameplay where you can actually see the motions of her hands in order to prove that she wasn't cheating. Was there any other male Overwatch player in Overwatch that had ever had to do that or no. ever had to jump through that type of hoop in order to Not prove that I know themselves? Of, no. Right? And this is the I don't type know of any like, male Overwatch players anyways. I don't know any Overwatch players besides V. <laughs> He's the only one I know. I don't think you play competitively. I don't. I, I refuse to because it's even then it's such a it's a toxic environment, it's right? It's not very good at Overwatch. I'm also not that great at Overwatch. <laughs> no, like I don't give a shit. Yeah, fuck <laughs> do I care? It's facts, bro. But this is I think this is what bring what kind of annoys me about this is this is very typical of what I think is a, you know kind of a shitty part of our culture, which is nerd gatekeeping, right? Which I think is which you can kind of see at Explain any comic book store. What do you mean nerd? Who is a nerd and who isn't a yeah. nerd? Oh. So like. Uh, we see this a lot. A lot of my friends who read comics are like, you know, who are girls go through this all the time where we'll be shopping for comics or we'll be looking at stuff. We'll be at a convention. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, she'll profess her fandom for whatever. Yeah. And then invariably there's always someone who, whether or not they're doing it intentionally, will try to test her knowledge uh-huh. to gauge whether or not they, you know, they, that she's actually a nerd or she's looking for attention. But I think right? guys do that with anything that's like macho right so i have female friends who play fantasy football right or like female sports fans and they're they get questioned about their knowledge of sports more so than any guy i've ever met like well who are you gonna draft what do you what do you know about fantasy football what do you know about football what do you know about the cowboys what do you know about this team like they get tested on their fanhood and like if they're really fans or not it's it's i think that's the case with anything that's male dominated when a girl tries to like join it guys have this like hard time thinking that this person could be better at something or because a lot of these spaces are kind of homosocial spaces right these are spaces Mm -hmm. where guys create for themselves and they use it as as a way of constructing their masculinity yeah sports are like this country clubs are like this Mm -hmm. fraternities 
right? And they feel threatened whenever a woman tries to enter into those spaces. The irony is that those spaces are generally formed out of desires for women in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you to- if you if if you had no women gamers, 99% of the t- conversation would be about what? Still be about women. True. Right? Yeah. But once you have a woman who introduced, it's like there's this fascinating desire, but because they can't get it, there's also anger. That gatekeeping all comes out of a deep sense of insecurity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it's, comes it's, from a yeah. deep anxiety about the shortcomings of masculinity. Yeah. The shortcomings of that particular individual. You think about kind of the resentment that kind of harbors for just really like when you, th- you know, like it's. Nerd culture is pretty toxic. Yeah, like somehow... And of nerd culture, gaming is the worst. I feel like that's true. And then it's this weird thing where resentment seems to just kind of cultivate for existing, which is uh, which I think is really kind of a sad reality mm. of, of, the, of the culture, right? Like, The only good thing about nerding right now is the Spider-Man trailer that came out. Yeah, that trailer was pretty dope. It's the only thing that's making me slightly hopeful. After weeks of hearing nothing but fucking shit yeah. about the nerd world. It's called Far From Home. But the Spider-Man trailer came yeah. out. Yeah, mm. I liked it. At the same time, John Wick trailer came out. I didn't watch that one yet. I did see it. It came out today, the John right. Wick trailer. That's right. I didn't watch John Wick 2. I watched John Wick 1, which I enjoyed. I didn't watch John Wick in general, but whatever. Yeah. Um, the Spider-Man trailer, he takes a trip to London. Spoils the uh, end game a little bit. Uh, also, we all, I mean, he's alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we figured as much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you see, like, he starts... In in the trailer, he's uh he's going out there and like Aunt Aunt what's her name Aunt uh, Aunt, May. Aunt May I was gonna call her Aunt Mary Jane which is yeah his mm-hmm. love interest but um she's it like, also implies this Tony Stark is dead in the trailer what do you mean is Tony Stark doesn't make an appearance in in the Spider Man in the trailer was he in the trailer of the last one no but also if you look who is Happy is there but Happy was like the check that he may he gets is written out by Pepper Potts I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I gotta check that out. Um, but yeah, like Aunt May asks if he's gonna take his suit with him. He's like, no, I just want to have like a normal trip. And all of a sudden, fucking Nick Fury's there, poison darting people and shit. Yeah, what the hell, man? Yeah, what the hell, asshole. Nick Fury, a uh, high schooler. Yeah. That's unnecessary. Uh, it also looks like the fat guy got a got a girlfriend. Did it? Yeah. Oh, I was. I, I think know. she. I think he's got a girlfriend in this one. Maybe. Why do you gotta call him by the fat guy? Oh, well, what is his mean? friend? You could have just said his friend. Oh, his friend could have been anyone. <laughs> his fat friend. <laughs> <laughs> body shaming that poor I'm guy. Not body shaming. Yeah, yeah. It's objectively true. He's fat. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's fat and must die. I'm saying he's fat. I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I, I mean, like Tom Holland. First of all, Mysterio is a fan favorite. Mysterio? Mysterio was Jack, Jill, um, Jake, whatever Jake the fucking name is. Eyebrows. Yeah. Eyebrows over there yeah. uh, is playing Mysterio. Isn't he a bad guy? Mysterio is a bad guy in, in the comics and in the cartoon, but he's a weirdly, he's weirdly a fan favorite because he has no powers. Uh-huh. He's he's enti- like, everything he does is actually stunts. Yeah. He's like a magician. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a sort of a stage magician. He's a stunt double guy. Um... But people love him because, like Spider-Man, they emerge at the same time where they're kind of... As Spider-Man is learning to become a hero, Mysterio is kind of learning to become a villain. Uh-huh. So he relies a lot on his wits. So he's quite c- clever. Uh-huh. Um, and he, all of his gadgets are aimed at kind of undermining Spider-Man. Uh-huh. But in the trailer, it makes it seem like Mysterio is a good guy. Yeah, right? He's heroic. 
and it looks like he's got actual powers. Yeah, he's shooting things at Sandman. He's shooting things at the water elemental, and then his block looks very Doctor Strange-esque. Yeah. So I don't know if they've reimagined Mysterio as, like, a magician character. Hmm. Yeah. But that, that level of, unless he's got, like, Tony Stark level of technology. Yeah. That's not possible. Or it could be, I mean, they might be doing the whole Mandarin Trevor Slattery thing. Maybe. Or they're probably, he's a good guy now, but he's going to become a bad guy like they did with... Uh, Doctor, uh, what's his name? um, Kaisel or whatever his name is? No, Kaiselius was a bad guy. Uh, Mordu is... Mordu. They're going to... Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. So maybe they're doing that route. right? They're going to, yeah, that guy. I can say that. It's not offensive. What's his name? I don't know. His name is Chad... Mm. Chadwick Boseman. Not Chadwick Boseman. Shinaway Anuwe. Something like that. I forgot his name. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, something like that. Brilliant actor. Yeah. He, uh, they For might 12 be years doing, a slave. They might be doing that route with Mysterious. I don't know. We'll see. I just, I'm just fascinated by Mysterious Power. I, I don't know if they're reimagining him, mm-hmm. giving him more abilities than he originally had. I kind of want him not to have abilities. I like Mysterio just being really, really clever. You know, not Iron Man clever, like he's able to invent things, but he's he's a trickster, you know? Chiwetel Asia 4. Chidaway Awuzie plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Anyways, let's end the podcast here. Mm-hmm. It was a weird one. A little bit. We I enjoyed started it. off with a relatively smart analysis, I would say. The Gillette conversation. By which I mean smart, I mean me. Fuck off. Um, and then we, we went into, the, into some weird places. Mostly because you're lonely. You took it there. Your <laughs> fucking hatred of apps. Uh, I mean, to tie it all together, it's also the, the nerds are lonely, and that's the, why they the, do this. I mean, women. my hatred of apps is not a new thing. My hatred of technology is not new. Fucking WWW over here. But in the hatred of technology, we were able to uncover a deeper, I'm not lonely, deeper, deeper issue. I have, I have a Tinder. You're a lonely I guy. Could, I could go to sleep next to a different woman every night. Yeah, your game is not that good. Let's be real. My Twitter, my Tinder game is on point. You're, the second they show up, they see your height. That's that's <laughs> fucked up. I can say that. You can't. I can't say that. <laughs> no. Yes, I certainly can. No, that's, In fact, it's I off- fucking I just did. It's offensive. I just said it. I'm offended. No, I don't give a shit if you're offended. <laughs> Boycott me. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> no, I really listen to On that note, let's end it here. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, hit us up on social media. Let us know if you agree with us on the Gillette ad. Do you have mixed feelings about it, right? Or do you, you're on board? Or do you do think it was stupid? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you, and Diz is going to let you know how you can do that. We're on Facebook.com slash Currently Nerdy. Go on there, like our page. We're on Twitter at Currently Nerdy. On Instagram at Currently Nerdy. On uh, the Tumblr, currentlynerdy.tumblr.com. We're on YouTube. Search current, just go on currentlynerdy.com or youtube.com slash currentlynerdy. I, uh, I fixed that for us. So it's mm. youtube.com slash currentlynerdy. New video up where we break down the Hellboy trailer by we, I mean V breaks down the Hell, Hellboy trailer. Um, if you want to get a, you know, before you get a hold of us individually, you have to give us a five star rating and a review on the iTunes podcast app or on Stitcher Radio or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast from. If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can I get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTRAN214. That's V Y T R A N 214. Or on my website, thesandwichslayer.com or sevencrossroads.com. Ali? You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at A A O L M I. Please go and follow me there. Find out all sorts of cool stuff, or you'll you know hear my rant about 
social media <laughs> and technology. Or you can find me on my website at aliolami.com or on our sister podcast, Head on History, which just released a new episode on ancient Egypt and the pharaohs. That's a really good one. Uh, really fun to record and getting some positive uh, feedback from that. Diz, how about you? You can find me everywhere at Dizbella, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, you sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.